Next time you think about jacking off, I want you to think about G-Simon. I want you to think about how much you want his cock in your butthole. I want you to think about Jeffrey sucking on that ass. Oh yeah, my favorite podcast is the Sick and Wrong Podcast. It's a funny, 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 funny show. Sick and Wrong Podcast is a wonderful podcast. It's a miraculous podcast. It's like the best podcast in the whole wide, wide, wide world. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, G. Simon. And I'm Harrison. Harrison, there was a sick and wrong emergency this week. I know, I saw that. Emergency. Actually, yeah. I think I uh, contacted you like the wee hours of the morning, like with a red alert. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, Harrison Stat, the site's down. Yeah. You know, we're losing fans by the second. Yeah. Um, you know, a few yeah, people you were like, how could this noticed. have happened? And I'm like, I don't, <laughs> like, I have like 10 different sites that I maintain from like all my stupid failed projects over the years. Are they and still up? At least, yeah. They're but at least once a year, one of them goes down because I forget to fucking renew it or something. That happens, you know? You know, it I, happens a lot. It's a thing. It's okay. I've, you know? I guess I've created this website. Yeah. I have very limited website knowledge. Yeah. And I'd like to keep it really simple. That's why I use WordPress because you can just go to WordPress and, you know, do whatever. They, right. you know, it's easy to update and all that. Sure. I kind of hate websites. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah, I hate terrible. updating websites. I hate them. having to deal with Nobody websites. Likes it. Yeah. And this part of the, dealing with websites it's just it's very esoteric and i just don't i don't get it the whole yeah. name servers and domain registrations and all that shit so i kind of like i think i just sort of push it out of my mind yeah i don't want to think about it well that's why your self-help book dealing with websites was dealing so unsuccessful it's yeah it didn't yeah that it was, attitude that well, kind it was a half-hearted right approach when yeah. i was writing it obviously yeah. but but anyway i had a, a couple fans were just like are you guys done did you quit like these like panic messages were showing yeah. up on the to the hotmail address and also to facebook a lot of people were like sending screen caps of like the dns error of right. the cigarette podcast page mm. and so i was like what's going on mm. and so i looked on uh thursday i didn't realize so about like i don't know it's 1 30 in the morning and i'm like oh i guess the site's down yeah and then i was like i don't know let me text harrison mm. because harrison would know why this would have happened and so i text you yeah. you're like I don't know. Did you forget to register the domain yeah. or something? You know, prob- probably that expired. And I was like, I don't know. I, I didn't even think about it. And then, but then after like doing some research and contacting our host, I was like, you know what? It is the domain. Yeah. Sickerompodcast.com. I'm like, I thought Wackily transferred ownership to me, but he didn't. Yeah. And I had asked him to, but I think we just forgot about it. So then I'm like texting Wackily at like 1.30 a.m., and he, that guy gets, he's a surly motherfucker, that guy. Yeah. He is one surly dude. And so he was not happy about it at all. So right. the next morning. Why didn't you wait to text him? Why did you text him that late? Fucking emergency, dude. Right. The site's down. <laughs> losing, losing listeners sites by go, the second. Okay, yeah. 
<laughs> All the, you know, I, I was Jesus. just trying to preempt the panic. Yeah. Mm. You know, the international panic of uh, of a seminal podcast site. Being you know, taken if offline. you're listening to our podcast <laughs> on the Sick and Wrong website, you might want to consider not doing that. It's probably the worst <laughs> way to listen to it. You know, I don't understand why anyone would. Yeah. Like, why would you go to the site? Use to a get podcast the show? app. First of all, if you can't do that, use fucking SoundCloud or something. And that's the thing. The site went down Thursday and most people had already had this week's or last week's show. Right. You know, because it came out on Monday and was probably downloaded to their podcast players. Yeah. Whereas I think there's just a handful of stragglers that go to the site and actually download it. Yeah. Which seems to like, I don't know, it seems to me just to be a very archaic way to listen to podcasts. Sure. But anyway, uh, yeah. So Wackley got back to me in the morning and he was just like so irritated about the whole thing yeah it's just that classic wackerly pessimism you know he was just like oh he's like you know i'm at work can i deal with this later i'm like no it's an emergency god damn it mm. i was like i can't log in to check your your i can't log in to check the name servers because it's in your account and you should have transferred it so he like reluctantly dealt with it while he was at work <laughs> And uh, he ended up paying yeah. the reactivation fee, which mm-hmm. I reimbursed him. But it was just like, yeah, I mean, it was just like this onerous task that I had given him. And he was so pissed off about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. just like, whatever, yeah. dude. You know, you like gave meaning to the, the countless lives out there that depend on the show. Yeah. You know, fucking wackily. Depend on it for what, though? I don't know. That's the question. I'd, I would like to know that. Yeah. So anyway, it's back online now. And uh, yeah, crisis averted. But um, and that he transferred the ownership of SigmaPodcast uh, to me, so now I'm I'm in control of my domain. <laughs> um, I'm yeah, I'm the master, master of my of domain. domain. All right. So uh, so hopefully it doesn't happen again. But yeah, it's just funny because it's like when a website emergency happens, I'm like the least like the least prepared person to deal with that. I don't fucking know. I don't even know what a name server is. Yeah. Like, do you know what one is? Yes. I I don't know what it is. I didn't know about this thing. If you'd asked me to explain it to you, it'd be difficult, but I do know what it is. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I contacted our hosts and they have like 24 hour support and the guy's just like, it's your name server. I was like, I, I don't understand it. What is it? And he's like, Ugh. and you could just hear him like groaning. Like, Great. Now I'm going to go tell this fucking noob about name servers. Hmm. I was like, well, fuck you guy. You can't get my fucking site back up. Yeah. Anyway, it's fine. But there's bigger news that happened this week. Way bigger news. Bill Cosby indicted. Right. He might face 30 years in prison. I know. Do you think they'll He's send him? at people in the courtroom. It's <laughs> crazy. Was, I like how he called the prosecutors. Yeah. Like, but he referred to himself in the third person. The prosecutor's like, you can't give him bail because he has a plane. Yeah. And the judge is like, well, I don't know about that. And then Bill Cosby just blurts out, he doesn't have a plane, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Which is amazing. Yeah. Why don't they give him contempt for that? I don't know. It's weird. You'd think that would be a thing they do. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder. Um, I but- think I think at that point, at least from watching TV courtroom dramas, I think you get a warning for something like that. You don't for saying immediate- asshole. Yeah. Wow, I guess I'm because I think sure. holding someone in contempt delays the entire process. You know, so they and, try to avoid doing that if they can. And he had already been charged at that point. Yeah. They're at the very end. Yeah. You know, so I think the judge is like, I'm gonna let that go. Mm. Pretend I didn't hear it. Right. But do you think that guy will go to like a celebrity prison? He'll be like with uh, Madoff or something. You know, they're not going to send Bill Cosby to like Rikers. I guess he's in Pennsylvania. I don't know what the Pen- is he in Pennsylvania? Yeah, is that where Pennsylvania is? is where oh, he okay. is. Yeah. No, I think they'll send him to a real deal thing. No, that he's too famous. 
well, I mean, like maybe they'll send them to like Clinton Danamora or something. A place like they have special places for famous people. They're not necessarily good places to go. Clinton Danamora is not a good place to go because it's like that's where you go if you're a celebrity. That's also where you go if you're like a serial killer. Oh, so and there's still a, a lot of dangerous of... people there. It's just. But what about like Madoff? I thought Madoff was in, or like Jared Fogler. Is is he yeah, in like a real rape prison? is a violent crime? Bernie Madoff didn't commit a violent crime. Fogler did. Yeah, Fogler. Jared Fogel, not Fogler. Fogel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm convincing him of someone else. Yeah, that yeah. I shouldn't do that. Yeah, don't do that. I, sh- I shouldn't do that. Uh, Jared Fogel, yeah. the subway guy that Where'd raped he go kids. To? I thought he went to like a special prison, or did he? Maybe he didn't. I don't know. Well, I. But Fogel never went to trial. You know, he yeah, probably made a deal. So that like, okay, you send me somewhere where I'm not going to get fucking raped in the hole. I just got stabbed in my kidney, you know, and I'll plead guilty. But do you think, okay, Bill Cosby, do you think he would be at risk? Like, do you think someone would want to make Bill Cosby their bitch? I think he'd be at risk for getting fucking killed. You think so? Oh, yeah. Who would want to kill Cosby? Just to say you did. I guess maybe the guy yeah. who killed Bill Cosby. I just I think mean, that's be- why actually these rappers have such a hard time when they go to prison. Yeah, because people maybe, just want to kill yeah. him just to like say Mike they Tyson. did. Mike Tyson. It's like someone killed Mike Tyson. You right. know? I mean, if that, di- I think yeah. it's like the bragging rights. Old Dirty Bastard had a real hard time. Yeah, yeah, you know? I can see that. Yeah. Would you think Old Dirty Bastard would be the best roommate? You You'd know, think cellmate? Because so. yeah. it's like, you know, he's such a musical talent. Right. Whereas Bill Cosby, I didn't... Yeah, I don't know how that would... That would just be so bizarre. I'd be like, God, this is my, my cellmate's Bill Cosby. He's got to be so crotchety, you know? <laughs> like, so crotchety. But yeah. anyway, so he's he's charged with 30 years. I doubt he'll get it. Uh, Korea's about to make peace. That's crazy. But the biggest yeah. news story, I think, of the week that we're going to cover here, but also because we only cover hard-hitting news. Yeah. Uh, but also, it's kind of like in our in our territory. They caught the Golden State Killer. Yes. Also known as the... Vesalia Ransacker, also known as the original Night Stalker, also known as the East Area Rapist. Mm. Yeah, this guy has uh, a number of monikers here. You know, when I first looked at this and I saw Vesalia Ransacker, I thought it was a it was an Indian name. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like some kind of hot it's, sauce. It's or sounds, it sounds it? like a like a software engineer I must work for. <laughs> kind of Vesalia you know? Ransacker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a sex move. Um, so. DNA from a genealogy website cracked the East Area Rapist case, a 40-year-old case yeah. that had been cold for 40 years, mm. and they just caught the guy. Yeah. I can't imagine anything more upsetting if I was a serial killer to, um, who just has been living his life, mm. you know, stopped the killing. That's what he did in his younger days. Now he's living his life. He's got grandkids. He's got a home in the suburbs. And then all of a sudden, they find you. And then to find out how they found you is because of some dumbass relative who uploaded their DNA yeah. to a fucking genealogy website. Right. Oh my yeah. God, I'd want to smack a bitch. I would yeah. be like, dude, I am going to kill you and I'm going to haunt you. After they put me in electric, I'm going to, I'm going to be like the guy in Wes Craven's Shocker. Remember that guy? Yeah. After they electrocute me, I'm going to haunt you and the rest of your family forever because uh, you're a dick. Why would you do that? All, let's also not forget uh, Ernest Goes to Jail, please. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Did he go to jail because of a genealogy website? Yes. What? No, we didn't. No, he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> you he know, went to jail because there was a guy that looked exactly like him in jail, and they switched places. 
So that's close. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah. very similar. It is very. I similar. love how you know the whole like Ernest Cannon. Oh films. yeah, like I'm, you're I'm, very I'm... Well, you're very familiar with the Jim Farney Cannon. If they ever do like a documentary, they'd have to consult me. Yeah, you know? no, you're very. I, I, I committed all that shit. Very to educated yeah. about that. Yeah. So. I mean, I know a few of them. Like Ernest scared stupid and. Ernest goes to jail. Yeah. Um, that's about it. That's, uh, I'm very limited in my Ernest knowledge. But yeah. I, I don't think I was living in this country when Ernest was popular. When was that? Like late 80s? Yeah, it was Mid-80s? the late 80s. Or early 90s. Yeah, I guess maybe I was. Yeah. Um. Anyway, mm. so uh, this case is, uh, is, is you know, it, it's gotten international attention. A lot of people are looking at it right now. Mm. Um, I'll, get, I'll get to the genealogy websites in a second because I think they're absolutely idiotic. Okay. I've hated those since, since as soon as the the uh, the internet started having like ancestry dot com and twenty three and me and all that. I was like, why would someone? Why would you ever upload your genetic content to these yeah. websites? They can use it any way they see fit. I mean, it's talk about like like a violation of your uh, your personal privacy. It's kind of weird that you can just match dna with other dna like you you think it'd be like okay they have like your family is this but they actually have chromosomal data in the fucking that's publicly available well that's the thing a database of chromosomal data that's publicly available that to me that's very disturbing so anyway um the other thing about this case is that people were taking credit for solving it and uh, that's why I find kind of funny because I'm going to bring this up in a second. But one of Harrison's favorite comedians, <laughs> the man is, who ruined uh, at least three te- television shows for me, you know, <laughs> he can't even watch Ratatouille without having like a conniption mm. fit. Um, so a team of heavily armed, he's so local- beloved, he's so fucking beloved. <laughs> why though? You're so bitter. Yeah. A team of heavily armed local and federal so middle agents of the road. took Joseph James D'Angelo Jr., the East Area Rapist, into custody. A 72-year-old truck mechanic. They arrested him while he was cooking a roast inside his kitchen. Mm. He even asked the cops, he's like, hey, can I take the roast out? you mind? <laughs> he was kind of surprised. Um, this guy is believed to have killed 12 people, raped at least 51 women, and burglarized hundreds of homes uh, from 1974 all the way to 1986. Up and down the state of California. Uh, they, they knew him as the, uh, the original Night Stalker, which is kind of weird they call him the original Night Stalker. Right. Because when did Ramirez get that, ter- get that moniker? That was like... Probably in the 82 80s. 82 or something. Yeah, it was like the early 80s. So why why they call him the Night Stalker? I don't, yeah, I don't know why he's the original Night The OG Night Stalker. Night Stalker. That's like, like when, they, um, when they did the Ghostbusters cartoon and they had to call it the real Ghostbusters because it was already another weird cartoon called Ghostbusters. Are there two? There are two, yeah. Was the other cartoon actually based on the movie? The other cartoon predated the movie. Oh, and, I didn't know that. And has nothing to do with the movie. Do they bust ghosts? They do. How could that not have totally anything to do with the movie? They, it doesn't. Do they have like ectoplasm? Like they, do they have the little fucking ghost It was only trademarked. Boxes? It was trademarked as a... Um, uh, um, an animated TV show, so they could call it Ghost. They call the movie Ghostbusters, but when they had to make the animated TV show, they're like, "We got to call it the real Ghostbusters." Oh, that's bizarre. Yeah. So then, did the movie, the live action movie, did they actually have to get permission to use the name Ghostbusters? No, they didn't, because again, you you um, they had uh, trademarked it by TV, not by film. Oh, not by yeah, film. Yeah. Okay, a separate. You trademark. have to trademark in different areas, arenas. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, he's the OG Night Stalker. He's also known as the Golden State Killer 
But that name was given to him by uh, Pat Nozzle's wife, Michelle McNamara, a true crime author. Um, that wasn't an original nickname for this killer. Um, so uh, police believe his secret criminal life, though, began in Sacramento in the 70s when he was known as the Visalia Ran- uh, Ransacker. Or actually, Visalia, California, which is kind of over by Sacramento. Um, so police were, like, befuddled by this guy. He eluded capture. Mm. Uh, he had over 100 break-in burglaries. He would, he would uh, walk in just, like, in the middle of the night just donning a mask. And uh, he would look for single women, but then he started targeting couples. And this is the worst part about it. He would come in with a handgun, and then he would make the women bind the men with shoelace or cord, mm. and then he would bind the woman himself. And uh, he often made the men lie with cups or stacks of plates on their backs. And he promised mm. that if he heard the dishes fall, he would kill both of them. Mm. And so they, they would have to sit there and watch yeah. their wife being raped by this guy. Eesh. And then he would spend hours in the house. Yeah. He'd look for jewelry, rare coins. He'd eat and drink some beer. Yeah. Uh, watch a little TV. And then just rape the women back and forth. Hmm. And, then, uh, and then he'd disappear into the night. Could right. you imagine how horrible that would be? Yeah. It'd be like a weird situation because you got a bunch of dishes on your back. Yeah. You're tied up. Your wife's being raped. Would you risk it trying to get loose? I don't know. It depends on how much you know about those kinds of crimes. Yeah, but I mean, this guy is raping your wife. You're in the same room tied up. I don't know, you know. But uh, but, but, I mean, think about it. The aftermath. You Mm. live through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is she going to let you, uh, you know, is she going to let you, like, uh, move on from that? No, it would destroy the I mean, it's got to create some hurdles, Yeah. you know, to be overcome in the relationship. Mm. A lot of counseling. Because, I mean, any kind of, any fight you get into... It poisons the well entirely. There's no exactly. way to come I mean, back from that. No. Any fight you get into, yeah. she's like, you just yeah. sat there with yeah. a bunch of dishes on your back and did nothing. Yeah. I mean, I've had a couple of fights about total nonsense that I couldn't even get back from that. So, no, <laughs> I don't think you can get back from that ever. So, <laughs> Yeah, it would make the relationship difficult. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, you know, they tracked him down. Uh, using genealogy websites. Uh, by, that, so they actually uh, uploaded his DNA information that they found at several different crime scenes, um, which they had because, I mean, obviously he had been raping women for decades, like mm. a decade. Sure. Um, and then they uploaded this DNA uh, and it got a match from genetic information from a distant relative. And so uh, what they did is they started um, basically just kind of paring the information down uh, just based on uh, his profile. So okay. they, they got a match. They're on this website called, uh, I think it's called GED Match, which they didn't have to actually, they just made a generic profile and uploaded DNA. They even like contact the website and say, hey, you know, here's a warrant or here's a subpoena. We want this information. They just uploaded the uh, DNA information mm. and then just started looking for matches. And they actually got a hit on this distant relative. And then from there, just started looking at clues on the family tree to, mm. to guys that, you know, fit the profile. Right. Age wise, yeah. you know, height, weight, that kind of thing. And so based on that, they were able to, uh, to, to find D'Angelo. And then they, they thought this guy might be a suspect. He also lives in the area. You know, he lives in the area where these crimes are committed, which kind of blew my mind. Because if you were a serial killer, rapist, serial killer, and you raped a bunch of people in the 70s and 80s in Sacramento, would you continue living in Sacramento? He didn't. Yeah, he did. That's where he was caught. Yeah, but he killed people in Orange County. 
He did. He moved up and down, but then he yeah, moved yeah. back to Sacramento. Okay. Yeah. And he's just been living there for as right. a truck driver for like, you know, past 20 years. I would imagine if you did a bunch of crazy shit and got away with it, you'd probably feel pretty comfortable. I, going I think I would just get out of the state okay, and move to like Oregon or something. All right. You know, just somewhere out of the state because mm. now it's like they're like, okay, here's a guy mm. who has a, mm. you know, a vague genetic match with this, with this relative. Mm. Um, he fits the profile, fits the age, and he lives in the area. So then they started staking him out and just kind of hanging outside of his house. And then they were looking for discarded DNA, which is kind of the same thing they did with the uh, uh, Grim, Grim Sleeper. Sleeper. Yeah. But the Grim Sleeper, didn't they catch him from his son's DNA? Yeah, they did. So this way, what they did is they had the match of the relative. Mm. They waited for uh, uh, Joe D'Angelo here to walk out, throw his uh, well, they, they cup lo- on the ground. They looked at the relative's information and they said, okay, who's re- related to this person that fits the profile? Because I don't know if you've read the the FBI you know, behavioral, behavioral fucking mind hunter profile of this killer. But it's like, sleeper? it's like spot. No, of, of this guy. Yeah. This guy. It's like spot on. Oh, really? Yeah, so yeah, he, yeah. like they had already yeah. profiled. Yeah. The they'd already completely. profiled him like a million years ago. They already so, had the profile. Yeah. But they so, didn't know exactly who it was. No, they didn't know who it was, yeah. but they knew all the, you know, and I think the DNA match here, yeah. like the the close DNA match, were just like, okay, mm. well now he's matched to a decades old scene. Mm. So then they ended up uh, getting his DNA mm. from a discarded cup, mm. got a direct hit, and so that the detective here, because the were, profile says stuff like, you know, he has law enforcement experience, yeah, he would he's, be this he's age, a military, he would be, yeah. yeah. So. And this guy was, he was a cop mm. in the seventies, mm. right, and eighties, and they said the way he uh, with. The way he raped the women and the, the way he had the women bind the men, he said he used like military precision in order to do this. Mm. So this guy had to have had training. Right. You know, in order to do this. Um, but yeah, they, they said by the time they got a second sample, they had overwhelming evidence that it was him. Mm. And the cop that was working the, uh, the, 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 the crime, crime or the, the, the case, she was saying that there's just a whole lot of holy shit moments. Mm. So all of a sudden it's like they get, you know, a match. Let's get a second match. So then they got a second match. They're like, all right, now we can make an arrest. But they're still trying to lay low because I guess the guy posed a flight risk mm. and he was also like, uh, you know, at a proclivity for violence, obviously. Sure. So they didn't even let DAs know about this. Mm. They just went and arrested him first. And uh, yeah, and he was totally surprised. I mean, he was like sitting there cooking his food. So uh, the interesting uh, situation now is, so now he's uh, booked in jail. He's charged, charged on two counts of murder from uh, the 1978 slayings of Katie and Brian uh, Majory in Rancho Cordova. Uh, but then he also faces charge in 12 homicide cases. But when these murders were committed, the death penalty was constitutional in California. Right. So I wonder if they could retroactively put him to death. I don't think so. And at this point, yeah. probably not. You know, they said the statute of limitations for rape, though, has expired. So they might not be able to charge him with any of the rapes. Oh, that's weird. It is weird. Some, mm. you know, some of the states are uh, refuting that, mm. and they still want to, or some of the cities. Mm. But they're saying, like in Sacramento, they're like, yeah, well, statute of limitations expired on that. Mm. So who knows? But the interesting thing that comes up here now is, uh, is these these gene- genealogy websites. So you know how those work? Like, have you ever, do you, has your mom done this? It seems no. like something parents like to do. Yeah, it is something. So they, you it's can something, trace your it's genealogy. It's something older white people like to do. Well, you know, it's, yeah. it's basically fucking water cooler talk. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you have a cocktail party and you could talk about like, oh yeah, I mm. traced my genealogy. Mm. And, uh, you know, I found out that, uh, you know, I'm actually like a quarter black. It's, it's a very American thing. Like, I, I guarantee you 
older people in Europe aren't doing this. You know what I mean? Well, because they'll find out they're related to Nazis. Well, how- <laughs> maybe. But I mean, also, like, they know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're related to these idiots. You know, yeah. like, they, whereas people in America, we're all mongrels. Yeah, we but we have a heterogeneous know, you know, you know, mix. And, yeah, you we know, don't really so know. So it's that. like, generally people, like, want to find out something interesting about their heritage. You know what I mean? Well, you know, I was talking to guys. Whereas I feel like people in Europe know better than to look into their heritage. You know what I yeah, mean? Because they can find something out that they want to know. Yeah, probably. You know, I've, I've heard that a lot of people go to go to these sites and they submit their DNA and they find out that that's not my real dad. Mm. Or my dad had a second family. Mm. And it's like you yeah. find secrets mm. about your family you don't really need Does to know. Does your dad have a second family? <laughs> Call Maury now. <laughs> well, but, I've, mm. you know, I heard some other guy at work I was talking to, to him about this because I was saying, I was like, an invasion of privacy. Why would you voluntarily give your genetic your genetic you know makeup to a website upload it it seems like a bad move yeah it seems like a bad like i mean i saw i know a lot of people that have done it i mean i I, honestly if i hadn't already figured out my whole situation with my bio you know my biological family i might have done it dude you've seen gattaca haven't you seen gattaca yeah but i i've luckily i've forgotten it because i it was stupid dude they could do terrible things when they find out your dna they can they can find out everything about you. Why would you why would you give that up to a website that you don't even? It's not like you're reading the terms and conditions of fucking ancestry.com yeah. or GED match. You're like, yeah, here it is. Just do whatever you want with my genetic makeup. Yeah, I guess you. I guess I'll tell you why people do that because they probably know who their family is, but they think they can do better. And they want, yeah. they're, they're they want like, to find some other family members that are better. <laughs> they're, you trying, know. they're trying to find that long yeah. lost rich uncle or right. something. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow, yeah. actually, I'm related to this guy. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm going to go get some money. Yeah. That's probably why they do it. Mm-hmm. You're having some kind of monetary motivation here. Oh, yeah. But what they do is they oh, yeah. they they send you like a, a test tube that you're supposed to spit into and they get right. your saliva and then yeah. they, they get your genetic information from that. Apparently, uh, sites like 23andMe and Ancestry D- uh, and Ancestry.com, I guess, mm-hmm. they don't hand over customer information to police. Mm. Like you actually have to do the whole warrant and uh, subpoena for that, which, I mean, cops could do with cell phone data. Right. And the cops can get whatever they want, medical mm. records, whatever they want. But this GED match, mm. anybody can go there, make a profile and upload whatever DNA you want. Yeah. And access directly access their database. And so it's kind of weird because you're mm. thinking like, what are people doing with this information? Mm. Are they selling your genetic information to other companies? It doesn't seem like they're even smart enough to do that. Yeah, like I have no idea. I mean, I, I, it's like, I don't think people are nobody going, looks at any terms of service agreement. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're not looking so. at the, the, mm. the terms and conditions of this website. Right. They're not, they're not trying to, you know, weigh the legality, mm. you know, of, uh, or like the legal consequences of uploading your uh, information or if, if a third party accesses your genetic information, maybe they're making mm. fucking clones of you. Yeah. You know? Um, but the, the other weird thing too, why would they make clones of Either of us. Why? Well, I don't know. There's no want, reason. I don't think anyone would want to clone. It'd be a waste me. of time and money, yeah. and you know, <laughs> you don't want to. You yeah. don't want to reproduce these genes. Believe me. No. God. Um, but they were saying that uh, now there's a bit of a backlash against these uh, genealogical sites because now people are concerned about this, and they, you know, and the the people that own these sites are are saying that like you know they fear that there's a backlash from this case. It could make it hard harder for people trying to find family. You know, because now police can just go and access these sites and uh, an un- unwitting relative can basically give up a, uh, a, a criminal they're related to. 
I mean, right. that's what happened here. It's like, I, I bet you, like, if, if the, the person probably don't submitted this DNA evidence like five years ago, had no idea. And then, then you find out you just gave up your, uh, your uncle. I mean, I understand that. I, I, you know, I'm all about privacy, but like, if you've done something where the police are looking into your DNA, it's probably something bad. You know what I mean? It's not something like, you know, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. It's although, uh, you know, I was listening to, or I was listening to the radio and they were talking about this. Uh, they had an interview with the guy's sister mm. with, uh, the, um, uh, Vesalia ransacker's sister. Okay. And she was like, I just find it too hard to believe, you know, he's got kids, he's got grandkids. I just, you know, I'm hoping it's wrong. Mm. It's like, well, they've had DNA matches on like several different crime scenes. Probably not wrong. Right. But I mean, that's got to be difficult to reconcile. It's like someone you've known your entire life. You're going to find out that they're like this horrible serial killer. Yeah. I I mean, honestly, I think it's going to be, I I think if he doesn't take a plea, I think it's going to be a hard case to prove. Well, I don't know. I mean, because they got the, they got the DNA in crime scenes in what, 1981 when there wasn't any like clearly defined DNA collection standards, you know, crime scene DNA collection standards. So like, well, a, a, def- a good defense attorney could use that. Well, one of know? the things they said, said they're going to do is they're going to look at his house. Mm-hmm. And I guess like neighbors were saying that he just laid out like concrete slabs in his backyard. Mm-hmm. So they're tearing up his backyard to find out if they can find personal items ah, that were uh, yep. removed from the crime scenes. I see. So family, uh, mm-hmm. families just said heirlooms and rare coins and things like that were taken from the crime scenes and jewelry. So if they find like lockets and stuff like that in this guy's backyard, yeah. he's fucked. Yeah, they generally keep those things. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, family so, heirlooms. That kind of, yeah. yeah. They, well, don't they want a memento? Yeah. You know, like a little, uh, like and a token. They use it to go into their memory palace or whatever the fuck, <laughs> you know, so they can relive the crime over and over again. Um, you know, it's My funny. mind palace! <laughs> People were saying that, uh, like, the, his neighbors were like, oh, yeah, you know, I knew there's something off about mm. this guy. Every time he cleaned his car... He would be yelling f bombs. One of his neighbors kept, kept saying he just would yell f bombs left and right, and it's like, you know, any guy, any guy in a suburban community yelling f bombs. Yeah, you got to look twice at them. Every time he washed his car, he played foreigner, which I didn't like. <laughs> so anyway, Michelle McNamara, who was the late wife of uh, Pat Oswalt, I guess she died last year from a sudden heart attack. She had right. been writing this book. Um, I forget the name of the book here, but it was about the Golden State Killer. It's called All Be Gone in the Dark, One Woman's Obsessive Search for the Golden State Killer. Mm. And she get dubbed it that. And so now, like, a mm. lot of journalists are using that uh, that term to it's refer catchy. to him. It's catchy. You know? But he was never, police never referred to him that right. as, uh, as, mm. as the Golden State Killer. He was all the East Area Rapist, Vicelia mm. Ransacker, uh, the original Night Stalker. Mm. But she claims that uh, she it's a came better up with name. I, I will say it's a better name than the East Area Rapist. Um, and she also said that uh, he was overshadowed by uh, overshadowed by several <laughs> contemporary serial killers who were Did also Did you rape that woman? Clearly I didn't, sir, because this is the West Area. I'm the East Area <laughs> I'm the Rapist. East area so rapist. Ah, I'm going home. <laughs> Later. But so uh, I've noticed recently, like Patton Oswalt, your favorite comedian, <sighs> And uh, the guy, another guy who helped Michelle McNamara yeah. do the research of the book, had been taking complete credit yeah. for the capture of the Golden State Killer. Yeah, I mean, like- Patton Oswalt said, um, who had actually, mm. he, when she died, he helped her finish the book. Mm. He suggested the writer's steely focus on the killer is what led to his, D'Angelo's arrest. He said, the cops will never and have never credited a writer or journalist for helping them solve a case. 
But every time they say Golden State Killer, they yeah. credit the work of Michelle McNamara. How do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, co- first of all, cops only listen to cops. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, any work that they did on this, I, I, I fully believe that it was totally independent of anything she did. So you, know? you, you think the cops weren't even aware of her book? If they, were, if, some, if they were aware of it, somebody told them about it and they dismissed it out of hand because they don't like that shit. You know what I mean? Well, that's the they thing. don't like people telling them how to do the jobs that they do. We you know, know I was reading in the book, yeah. I guess there's a there's an excerpt from the book where she talks about like, mm. she actually went to a genealogy website mm. and like uploaded uh, mm. or found some of his data or uploaded mm. his information, didn't get a hit on it. Mm. But but uh, Patton Oswalt and uh, uh, the researcher who wrote the book, he was saying that uh, the cops took that idea from mm. the book okay. to search genealogy websites. Cops have been doing that for a long time, people. Yeah, yeah. And this isn't some, you know, new revelation here. Yeah. And that, but that, but it's funny because if you look at like Pat Oswalt's site, it's like, oh yeah, we solved this case, we mm. broke the case. And yeah, so, he, he, the way he's writing it, it's like it's like she fucking sacrificed herself on the cross, like Christ, <laughs> to make this happen. You know, like only her death could can 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 put him away. You know. But do you think if this book never existed, they still would have caught the killer? I mean, it's been 40 years. I do, actually. You know? Yeah. You know, I feel this, her book Mm. might have reignited interest in the case. Mm -hmm. Because the book came out last year, and maybe Mm. that's what what caused it. But uh, police were saying, well, no, they actually found uh, new DNA evidence. Right. But they they were adamant that it didn't come from a tip. I mean, police departments have cold cases. You know what I mean? They, They have a system in place to go over this shit again and again and again. And I don't, I don't, I honestly don't think police departments pay that much of a heed to what people on fucking the Daily Beast care about. You know, <laughs> I, the flavor of the month is on the Daily Beast because she's fucking Patton Oswalt. You know what I mean? They don't give a fuck. Well, that's that's kind of what I was thinking. It's yeah. like I, I'm sure they're like, yeah, it's yeah. really interesting that this writer is writing some true crime fiction. Yeah, but you know, you know what she did? Oh, she there's went a on... think piece on Slate. We better reopen this investigation. You know, no. <laughs> but, th- but that's the thing. It's like you go to Reddit and you go to different mm. uh, forums. There's all these true crime forums. Yeah. All these people have different theories. Mm. I mean, she compiled a lot of theories and she mm. had her own theories mm. on it. And great. I'm I'm mm. glad you did that. You probably should have made a podcast about it. It's fine. Yeah. But it's like I don't think. That's what led police no. to Joseph D'Angelo. No, you know I think they were going to find him, and it was inevitable that they're mm. going to find him. But the, the, anyway, the, the press conference was really weird because it's like the first like forty-five minutes of the press conference just about Blue Lives Matter. <laughs> oh, because he was yeah. a cop. I guess so. I guess that's why. And then Which is weird because nobody hard. even talks about Blue Lives Matter anymore. It's like <laughs> it's bizarre. <laughs> they do in Texas. Mm. Um, what what did the cops say about it? Were they just like? I mean, it was all Blue Lives Matter, but then when they got to Joseph D'Angelo, where they're just like, oh, it was an amazing breakthrough. Yeah. And uh, modern technology yeah. helped us solve this case. Mm. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. I think if uh, any of your relatives are like, you need to upload your DNA so we can find, uh, find out who you're related to, just slap them in the face. Especially Don't if do you're it. planning on committing serious crimes. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, no, that's the thing. If you're planning on going yeah. on a killing spree mm. or. Or becoming some kind of like mysterious serial serial killer who will like have a, an interesting moniker. You don't want to be caught because of your dumbass relative upload their DNA to yeah. like ancestry.com. Right. Or God. you you one of your siblings that you like you think might also be a serial killer. Don't do the cheek swab. Don't do it. Because Pat Nozzle's wife wrote a book about you. Yeah. I don't know. 
I wonder if Pat Oswalt will get a crime show now. You know, he did it like a stand-up special about his wife's death. Oh, didn't? Did yeah. He? Oh, you mean dealing with how he dealt yeah, with yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Was it funny? It sounds like that sounds no. rather grim. No, it wasn't funny. <laughs> did I mean, you I watch it? I did. I, why would... Do you just hate watch things like that just to piss you off? Because you hate Pat no, Oswalt, The right? only reason I watched it because I was at a friend's house and he was watching it and I was doing something and I didn't feel like leaving, so I actually... <laughs> that's how I ended up seeing it. <laughs> I, I I can't I mean I have a hard enough time with any kind of stand up let alone a stand up I don't actually like can so. you watch like a movie like Ratatouille it has his voice in it he's I've I've come to believe that he's inescapable there's certain shows that I've like I've abandoned because he's shown up in but <laughs> if I can't do that with if I did that with any, you know every fucking show I wouldn't watch any TV shows because he's in mm. every show that's what I don't like about it. All right, what would you, you know? rather watch? I, I can't even watch the new Mystery Science Theater because he's in <laughs> oh, it. Oh, because he's in yeah. that? No. Nope. What would you rather watch, though? Like a Patton Oswalt hour-long stand-up special or that like three-minute clip of the Vern Troyer sex tape I texted you the other day? Um, I think I'd rather watch um, like, um, like old silent film footage of my great-grandmother's <laughs> rape. I think, I think probably that wow. I'd choose that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's what I'd, that's what I'd that's watch. That's pretty harsh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's funny. I sent some, uh, a listener, Richard, Richard actually sent me uh, uh, that clip of Vern Troyer and I sent yeah, that out I, to a I bunch of people. Too, yeah. I sent it to you. Mm. you no response. Mm. <laughs> it's just like, I will not dignify that. You're one response. of like four people who sent that to me. That's why. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, you know, yeah, you need some, you need some highlights for your masturbation theater. I guess so. Something to think about. Uh, people, it's episode six thirty two here. Sick and wrong. We have news stories coming up next, and we have phone calls after that. But first, here's a word about our Patreon page. Do you need more sick and wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a Sick and Wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better Sick and Wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sickandwrong. So the first story we have here came in from Vincent. He says, D, have you ever been to Harrison's sex chamber? Uh, you know, I don't even know if he has a sex chamber. I wish I did. Now, do you have one? I don't. Have you ever had one? What, what, what goes in the sex chamber? Um, Sounds like a dungeon to me. Yeah, it's like a dungeon. User chamber. It's like a dungeon area. You know? So you'd have like just to be like a dungeon with some chains yeah. and some uh, restraints, some, things some like that. Some sex furniture. You some know? whips. What's yeah. a sex furniture? What's like a like a sex couch or like a sib? What were those things? Sibians? Like a bench, a sibian, or a, yeah. like a fuck bench or something. You a know? fuck bench. <laughs> yeah, fuck bench. So wait, if you, <laughs> <laughs> if you, <laughs> it's just a funny term. One of those like gymnast <laughs> horse things. You know that could be. You could a use that. Fuck bench. Yeah. <laughs> so if yeah. you uh, suddenly came into a lot of money. Some and you para- have, parallel and you, bars. <laughs> some uneven bars. <laughs> uneven bars. Um, yeah, yeah. If you uh, if you came into a bit of money mm-hmm. and you you got a house, would you make like a sex dungeon? Yes, you would have a room that I was would. just your sex dungeon. Yeah, in the basement, I'd have it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> would it be like a medieval yeah. type of dungeon or more like uh like uh something like in space like a space dungeon or it something? would be neither of those two things you'd have either one of it you wouldn't have any, i don't need like, to theme it like 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 it's a fucking restaurant <laughs> at disneyland like medieval I, times yeah, yeah yeah i don't know i don't need to add a theme to well, it what, what color would hey, the walls cowboy be? sex dungeon <laughs> I would make mine kind of like I'd make mine like Auschwitz or something. Okay, yeah, like a concentration camp or like a gas chamber or something. Uh, no, I don't think I'd do that. You even have like a funhouse theme? No, some clowns. Oh well, (laughs) clowns are fun, but no. Okay, you're, you're, I don't need a theme. I don't need a theme. Well, it sounds like a really boring dungeon. It just looks like yeah. a basement, just a shitty basement, like John Wayne Gacy's crawl space. It's, it's Jurassic World. Is the uh, Jurassic World. <laughs> There's yeah, some yeah. dinosaurs. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. I, I guess I could see that. So yeah. I guess in answer to your question, no, I've not been to Harrison's there's dinosaur mu- themed there, sex there's, chamber. There's a mural of Chris Pratt <laughs> fucking a raptor <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. like, like that mural you see at a kid's dentist office or something, you know? Harrison's fucking so, Chewbacca getting a goddamn dental checkup. Harrison's so desensitized to porn, the only thing that gets him aroused is Chris Pratt butt fucking a raptor. <laughs> just that's true. Just anally raping a raptor. Yeah. It's the only thing that does it. Yeah. Um, He's the alpha, you know. Yeah, I guess I can see that. Yeah. They had sex with their dog in special backyard chamber. Hmm. Please say. Uh, suspect allegedly built a custom bench with red padding to facilitate sex acts. See what I'm saying? Fuck bench. Yeah. Right there. Um, a Colorado couple is facing charges of animal cruelty after police allege they were having sex with their dog in a backyard motor home that had been converted into a sex chamber. See, that's the advantage of having like an estate or like a you know, bunch of land. You could have a trailer and it's like, that's my sex trailer. I don't know if these guys had an estate. I think they just had a shitty backyard. Okay, you yeah, know, yeah. some like a car that's raised on uh, one of those on bricks. Yeah, cinder in the blocks. Back, yeah, okay, on cinder yeah. blocks, and mm. in the back they had like an old trailer. Um, if it's you're working of- TV, sitting on top of your non-working <laughs> TV, you might have a sex dungeon. <laughs> that's Jeff Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah, right yeah. Um, and it's kind of like the Madonna Inn. You know, it's like mm. a like a shitty white trash Madonna Inn. You okay. ever been there? I have not. Oh, that place mm. is pretty cool. Talk about mm. the talk about sex chambers. Okay, it's like almost every room is like a different sex chamber theme. Hmm. They have like a caveman room. You know, I think it's in uh, it's near mm. Santa Barbara. I went there one time. Mm. It was like we stayed in this really creepy like pink room. Hmm. Yeah, everything was pink in there. It's a vulva but, room. I guess it was kind of like a vulva room. I think it was called okay. the Rose Room. But I yeah, see. it was really creepy. Mm. I wanted the caveman room, but it was taken. Remember, uh, was it The Simpsons when they went to like the Madonna Inn type of place and they couldn't get a regular room so they got the janitor's closet? I do not remember that. Because they were all booked up and Homer forgot to book a room and they were like, well, we do have the sexy janitor's closet. <laughs> and he was just like, you know, I can pretend to be the janitor. And, and she was like, this is an actual janitor's closet. <laughs> um but yeah, I don't know if that's, the... that's another installment of D recount the Simpsons <laughs> gags. Everybody's if favorite it, it, fucking segment. But the, the funny part Simpsons about it is I yeah. can barely remember them completely. Okay, so yeah, yeah. yeah D's uh, mm. lame recollection of a Simpson, a yeah. Simpson gag. Yeah. But anyway, this guy made a sex chamber um, out of a backyard motor home, which to me is rather creative. His name is Frederick Blue Manzanares. It's a great name. Frederick Blue Manzanares. And if you look at him, he looks a hell of a lot younger than his girlfriend. They both look like tweakers, but he kind of has this like Ted Bundy sort of visage where she just 
I mean, yeah, she looks like uh, she's been smoking meth for many years. Okay. Her name is Jeanette Aline Solano, and she's 48 years old. Mm. So they're only a couple of years apart, but she looks like she's like a decade older than him. Mm. Uh, they're both arrested and charged with four counts of cruelty to animals. Uh, police launched an investigation of the sex acts a year ago after Solano had called the police department uh, in the Den- Denver suburb of Aurora and reported a domestic violence incident. Uh, when the officer contact- contacted Solano... She said it was a verbal argument, and it was fine, but she was leaving her, her uh, boyfriend here um, because he had pressured her into having sex with her dog, mm. a Siberian husky mix named Bubba. Husky and what mix? What kind of mix? They don't say. Oh, okay. It's a Siberian husky mix. Mm. Um, the, the thing is with that, it's like, did you have to tell him that? Couldn't you just say we're having an argument and I'm leaving because he's a dick? Yeah. Like, why do you, why do you have to go into, well... He's just been pressuring me to have sex with his dog. Hmm. And that's where this uh, argument started. And it's escalated from there. And I'm leaving him now. TMI. Yeah, exactly. And now the cop's just like, the dog? How how do you know about this? And then she's like, well, check out my laptop. Yeah. And so then she starts sharing uh, images on their laptop of them having sex with the dog. Hmm. You basically just incriminated yourself here, lady. You know, she doesn't look like a very intelligent person if you think about it, so. But I mean, like, talk about, like, this guy didn't even have to go look up, like, uh, you know, go to Ancestry.com and check their DNA out and find she out if it's mixed with animals. She probably didn't know it was illegal to fuck a dog. How could you not know that? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not, I, I assume it's illegal, but I don't know. I've never seen the law. I don't know. Actually, that is a good point yeah. because uh, in Colorado, bestiality falls under animal cruelty laws now mm. after they made a provision to existing state laws in 2007. Prior to 2007, it was not legal to have sex with animals. Okay. This woman's 50 mm. or 48. She was probably back in my day, you could go have sex with a raccoon. It didn't matter. Yeah. You know, you can just sodomize anything you wanted. Um. So Solano told detectives that she had found uh, bestiality images on their shared laptop and she confronted her husband and he told her, you need to open your mind. Mm. You need to open your mind to things. Is that kind of how it works for you? Like when, uh, you know, when you're trying to introduce a girl into, uh, into like sex games mm-hmm. and fe- your fetishes, do you tell her like you got to have an open mind or do you like, how, how do you like get them to- If I have to, to do that level of coaxing, the game's already over. You know, so how do you control them into it? Like, how do you feel them out? Because this guy, you know what this guy did here? Yeah. He spent the next six months introducing her to bestiality videos, bestiality forums, as well as providing her literature on bestiality. So he is making her read books yeah. on bestiality. Do you do that? No, 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 no. So how do you get him into it? You, the, there has to be a pre-existing interest that you know. Do you remember in The Simpsons? <laughs> I thought you were going to seriously do that. I was about to leave. I was honestly about to leave. Are you really going to do this? Are you really going to fucking do this? You get one per episode. That's it. I'm not. Well, do you remember when Homer made Marge have sex with Santa's little helper? Yes. Yeah, I do. Remember. Actually, I, you know what? Yeah. Okay. It's very relevant. But okay. So, how, yeah. but how do you get them into it? That's what, that's what I'm wondering. You don't get them into it. You do. You. I, I, I've, I, I've spoken about this on the fucking show before. Yeah. I'm annoyed that I have to bring <laughs> it up reiterate. again. Okay. <laughs> Let's reiterate. Okay. Let's revisit. Harrison's techniques. Little, there's a little, te- there's a little <laughs> test to see if they're if they're into it. You know what I mean? 
like when you're making out, you do little, little domineering face. Oh, okay, little, you know, you know, like but, but put your hand a, over their mouth, or you move their arm behind their back, and you see if like their eyes light up or something. But you try you know? to arrest them like a cop, like yeah, that's what I, yeah, that's what I wall. yes, D, that's <laughs> what I do. <laughs> Pull out some mace, yeah. but but there's okay, there's a there's a quite a huge difference though between like a little bit of like a little S and M to like full on dog fucking. Yeah, like how, you, I don't understand again, how you get them into that. That's a very specific fetish. Or scat. I, I feel bad for those people. Or like, you know, you know like Shiza. Like, yeah. how do you get them into like scat porn? I mean, my my fetish is pretty middle of the road these days, you know? Yeah, that's about to, to say. Some of these I internet mean, people. So, I mean, dude, they yeah. do like, yeah, it's like they do fetishes like that. It's hard enough to find people, you know what I mean? In this world, like, be like, hey, you ever think about having sex with dog? No. No, I, mean, I haven't. Your fetish I've is- seen people try to do that. I've seen people try to like, make their fetishes other people's fetishes and it never works out well. You know, every now and then you'll luck out, I guess. Every now and then you might get an Allison Mack who'll fucking whip the <laughs> shit out of other people for you, you know, and into the same kind yeah, of... Yeah, you might find somebody yeah. who's uh, willing, you know. Yeah, but... Uh, to learn. A lot of the time, no. You know, well, that, that's the thing. I think this guy was grooming her. Mm. And, you know, obviously... But, I mean, bestiality is a rather, like... It's a pretty extreme fetish. Mm. And that's not that, for, like, the amateurs. Right, yeah. Because some people are, like... like they, they get into it enough to, to like it, you know? So they're not just pretending to like it to please you. But I've I've had situations I've had previous relationships where it's like I got somebody into it and then by the time we broke up like they had their own fucking suitcase full oh, of gear. She, wow, she yeah. made her own yeah, sex. Yeah, she kit. had her own fucking six sex. Oh, kit. that's yeah. hardcore. So sometimes they get real into it. Have you ever you know? followed up with her like years later and just like find out if she's a dominatrix now? We're still in touch. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, so you like you kind of uh, you sort of were her mentor. Yes. Huh? Yeah. Open up that in door. A way. Sure. But yeah, but that's the thing, like with bestiality, I, I don't know how you get someone into that or like CP or any of those like type of like deviant sex acts. Yeah. I mean, that takes a, a certain mindset. Like Allison Mack, I mean, yeah. she had to have been susceptible mm. to this type of uh, mm. cajoling, you know what I mean, mm. to get her into it. I mean, she must have, it must have already, the seed of uh, mm. degeneracy must have been there, you know? Well, it's like, I think if you just ease it into the relationship, like you're making out with her and then. You turn around for a second and then you put on a Scooby Doo mask or something. You oh, know? so okay. So yeah. it's like with you, you pretending like gradually, to be a dog. you know, gradually wrap it up. <laughs> do you talk you know? like Scooby Doo? Yeah, you do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Stick well, a little milk bone in her mouth when you know. I'm thinking this guy probably did that. Things heat up. You know, put a collar on her. Right. You know, uh, but that can be kind of odd. I'm sure. Don't you have a collar in the sex kit? Yeah. Yeah. A number of them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the couple would have sex with Bubba, the husky, inside the motorhome where Manzanares allegedly built a customized fuck bench with red padding to facilitate sex acts with the dog. Hmm. So that's interesting. Like, I wonder, I'm trying to envision this. She must have been like knees on the padding, dog coming up behind her. I guess so, yeah. I could see that working. Hmm. This is interesting too. I mean, this guy is a professional. He used a dog hormone spray to arouse the dog mm. and would take pictures and videos during the sex acts. Hmm. So police found the videos of Manzanara, Solano, and the dog all having sex. Is there a human hormone spray? <laughs> I think it's Viagra. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, do they make Viagra in spray form? I don't know. They I'm should. Not sure. Yeah, yeah you'd think so. They have like oxytocin. What about Spanish fly? That doesn't, that's not real. <laughs> 
Remember that? It was yeah. like you could buy it in the back of a comic book. And yeah, oh, yeah. sweet Spanish flash. Yeah. Just put it in a girl's yeah. drink. And this submarine works in my bathtub. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but the couple also fought over the dog. Okay. At one point, Solano, the girlfriend here, remarked to police that she was jealous of Manzanares' relationship with Bubba. And I think here on, herein lies so wait, the problem. So wait, he had the dog fuck her and he fucked the dog? Yeah, they all fucked each other. Wow. It was a wow. uh, you know, it was a love triangle. Hmm. And I think that's the problem with uh, threesomes. They rarely work out because one side usually is more, you know, one they pair off. So one couple's more into each other than the third party. Right, yeah. And so obviously this guy was more into the dog hmm. than he was the girl. Sure. You know, and she was jealous of that. Hmm. You know, they probably had their alone time. I wonder if this guy would, you know, would be in the uh, sex chamber without the woman and she caught them in there. Yeah. It's weird to have such an intimate relationship with a dog that you don't even allow into your regular house. Isn't it? Yeah, that the is The dog has to stay in the fucking weird chamber. Well, I don't know if the dog mm. lived in the chamber. Okay. He might have actually had like, you know, they had to eat dinner with the dog. And like you treat the dog like a, you know, regular, well, sex partner, obviously, but a regular member of the uh, household. Mm. Like they, you know, he probably slept in bed with the dog. Okay. They probably bathed together. Yeah, it's a weird situation mm-hmm. here. Um, so uh, Mark Beckoff here, a, uh, a University of Colorado professor, uh, said most people would be surprised about the extent of bestiality and the people who commit it. Okay. You know, uh, I don't know how many, uh, you know, about mega church pastors, but most of them have had sex with at least one dog. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's true. It's a fact. Um, do you know anybody that's ever uh, messed around with an animal? I don't. Would that bother you? Yes. You, so if you met a girl, mm. you're re- really into her, you hit it off really well, you come home, um, and you, 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 know, you had sex. Next, you know, post-coital conversation, she mentions that she had had sex with a dog because of her previous boyfriend. I could overlook that. You'd be cool with it? As long as it's like, yeah, it happened in my past. I was on a lot of drugs. I got coaxed into it, whatever. Yeah, I, I could overlook that. What if she owned a DVD of a Pat Oswalt stand-up special? Ugh. <laughs> so you would be, okay, you'd be more willing to overlook the yeah. bestiality than the stand-up uh, Pat Oswalt stand-up. Yeah. It's something about having a DVD of it just rubs me the wrong way. You got some bizarre priorities. Yeah. Uh, sex with animals remains a misdemeanor in the United States because animals are universally seen. <laughs> I thought you were going to say sex with animals remains a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> kind of does. We don't know how it happens. It's a misdemeanor in the United States because okay, yeah. animals are seen as property uh, under laws and not sentient beings. Um, while those who mm. practice it don't believe they're harming the animals, it is abuse. Right. It really is. Yeah. I mean... You know, I remember Wackerly used to say that, uh, he used to qualify bestiality. If it's like, if you're fucking the dog, that's abuse. But if the dog's fucking you, mm-hmm. that's not abuse. Okay. Because dog's used to doing that. Mm. But dude, if you're spraying a boner spray on a, on a husky, so it'll fuck your wife. To me, that sounds abusive. The spray, yeah. Yeah. It, it, but even then, it's like if you rubbed a bunch of peanut butter in her crotch and the dog had to like lick the peanut, the dog doesn't want to mm. do that. I mean, well, the dog, okay, the dog might want to do that because it's Mm -hmm. peanut butter, Mm -hmm. but the dog doesn't know what it's doing. So you're clearly taking advantage, you know, of an animal. Okay, yeah, you're taking advantage of an animal. Um, People are serious. People who are into bestiality are serious about the right to have consensual sex with a non-human. It's animal abuse. It's a no-brainer. You know, tell that to the dolphin guy. Mm. That dolphin guy doesn't have a problem with it at all. Right. Yeah. Um, Officials could not provide details on Bubba's whereabouts. 
So I'm wondering what happened to Bubba. Right. You know, did he move to Germany? Yeah. Where he could be more liberated sexually? Yeah. I'm not sure. Like in Germany, do they even have bestiality laws? I don't know. I wonder. Hmm. Hmm. Hitler ever have sex with Blondie? I would imagine. I would see that happening. <laughs> I could. I could. Eagle's I can Nest or whatever yeah. the country house is, you know, him and Ava. He probably had a hell of a sex chamber. Yeah. Hitler's sex chamber. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, what do you have here for the second story? Canadian lynched in Peru after being accused of shaman's death. Hmm. Yeah. Pretty nuts, huh? Didn't you do something like that? Did you go do uh, I did. I killed ayahuasca a shaman. with a shaman? Well, I don't yeah. think you killed one. Okay, yeah. But did you do ayahuasca with a shaman? Uh, yes, I, uh, I did uh, iboga. Iboga. I, yeah, iboga. Or, yeah, yeah. ibogaine? Is that what it's called? It's or is the same that bo- thing. Same thing? Yeah. But with a, an actual shaman? With a shaman, yeah. Yeah. Where in like South America? In Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Well, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, serious business. And then it was like actually I found out later that the this uh, shaman had uh, accidentally killed somebody he was administering shit to, and was once on trial for it. I found this well, out after. See, the fact. Well, you didn't do any research before going to Costa Rica. No. That might have been good. I idea. met him at Topher Grace's house. What else, what what more do you need? You know. <laughs> So what else? <laughs> look at that! that yeah. Look at that subtle name drop there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you meet a shaman at a celebrity's house, I don't know. I just didn't think you'd have to do any more research. I thought there yeah, was. Yeah, I mean, he's already endorsed. You know? Yeah, by Topher Grace. So. That means he's a he's a he's a, a he's an A one guy there. No, it turns out if you meet a shaman at a celebrity's house, you should question it more. <laughs> So I just didn't know. I was, I was new to Los Angeles. Right? Was, is Topher Grace really into? Uh, Ibogaine trips or whatever. I don't know what that guy's into. Hmm. I think he's a sociopath. I don't know. I don't know. I bet you he has a sex chamber. If he did, I didn't find it. Oh, yeah. well, that's probably so, a good thing. Yeah. He might never have left it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that whole cast of that show is weird. Yeah, they're the all one... like Scientologists, rapists, or Was something. Is it the one guy a rapist Scientologist? Yeah. The guy with the curly hair. Yep. I forget that guy's name. And possibly the other guy too, who. Oh, there's another one that's also a Scientologist rapist? Uh, the guy who's dated uh, Lindsay Lohan. He's a Scientologist. I think he was also accused of some shit. The guy Ashton who played, Kutcher? No, the guy who played Fez. The guy, oh, Fez. He was Vil- that guy Wilmer too. Wilmer Valderrama. That guy's yeah. another rapist. I didn't know about him. You know, know who that. worked for and... Wilmer Valderrama? That guy I shared a table with at Comic-Con who... Oh, that uh, hung that, his girlfriend the, upside down and the drained her The comic book blood. writer that murdered yeah. the woman. Yeah, yeah, he worked for Wilmer Valderrama's production company whoa now that's a weird it's time. happening people yeah God. it's all connected man six degrees of kevin bacon uh-huh so a canadian man was beaten and lynched in the peruvian amazon after local people accused him of killing an 81 year old indigenous healer hmm. olivia olivia aravalo a female shaman with the native shipibo canibo people <laughs> that couldn't be how you say it shipibo canibo <laughs> Shibobos, Kanobos. <laughs> it's like a Dr. Seuss tribe. Shipibo, Kanibo, my nibbo. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, guys. Yeah, you it's know, borderline I, racist. I, you expect better than that from me, and I apologize. Uh, actually, I don't care. Uh, was shot twice, and uh, <laughs> no, this is not funny. And died on Thursday near her home in the village of Victoria Garcia. 
some villagers blamed Aravalo's murder on a Canadian citizen, Sebastian Rud- Woodroff, 41, who lived in the region, was believed to be one of her patients. There's a lot of weird names going on here. Yeah. Sebastian Woodroff, the Shabubo yeah. Canubos. Yeah. <laughs> now you're now you're fucking it up. <laughs> now who's racist? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right. Well. So he killed her. How did he kill her? Yeah, he shot her. Oh, he we, shot we'll her. Get into it. Yeah, shot her down. Hmm. Um. So police police found the Canadian's body buried in a shallow grave. Ooh. Half a mile from Arvala's home. Mob justice. Yep. A camera phone recording of the lynching was released in the local press and then on social media. Ooh. So. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's incriminating. Why would they do that? Yeah, I can't yeah. even believe the Shabubos even have a fucking camera. <laughs> they're living in the fucking jungle in Peru. You know, people have it now. I guess. And they're all doing their vines, their no ayahuasca more, vines. No know? more indigenous cultures anymore. Like, you yeah. know, they say that like sometimes in the Amazon, there's still some groups that don't even, yeah. uh, they, you know, have never seen humans or... And it's like the the helicopters go over and you get you get footage of them. They all have cell phones now. It's a bunch of bullshit. I'm glad they didn't have like cell phones in like, you know, early 20th century American South. You know, that, <laughs> yeah, that would be not there would be a lot of yeah. like, incriminating footage yeah. then. Still, no, nobody would have ever been prosecuted for it, but there'd just be oh, a lot yeah. of footage of it yeah. to, for people to get upset about because it would be very upsetting. I was. I looked at this footage. It's upsetting. Oh, you actually you know? saw it. I yeah, didn't yeah, actually yeah. see the video. Yeah. It's like, ugh. Do you put? Is um, there like Benny Hill music playing in the background? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I I got. I, I did a dub. I just put some ten cc. <laughs> okay, that's in good. the background. I made it much very compassionate. To take. That's yeah, nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the video shows a bloodied man crying out as he lies in a puddle in front of a wooden home with a thatched roof. Ooh, yeah, very rustic. It could have been you in Costa Rica. It could have been. Yeah, I mean, things are pretty... Were you in like a rural community like this? Yeah, I was in the jungle. Just in like a thatched hut? Yeah, pretty much. And they just pump you full of... What is that, pill? Is it a root? It's like a root. To, and do you chew it? Uh, you swallow the powder. And then um, you basically, it like puts you out of commission for like 36 hours. And you're laying down for 36 hours. You have to be watched. God, you have to like put a lot of trust into this stranger. You do. And yeah. so is the person just sitting there... Like as your caretaker, are yeah. there a bunch of other people tripping too? There's no, there was another. Sometimes there is, I think, but in my case, well, I was the only patient there. But there was another guy who was um, just some Costa Rican kid who worked for him or something. And you so know. this guy's just sitting there watching you, yeah. trip balls. Yeah, and he's on shit too. Because oh wait, always, he's tripping too. Yeah, he's trying to get to the next level because he's like he's done it so many times. I think if you do it a certain amount of times, you get to like level fifty-seven where you can see. The spirit of a boga, who's a giant talking tree, like in Lord of the Rings. What's the name of that fucking tree in Lord of the Rings? Uh, Treebeard. Treebeard. Yeah. It's like you see treebeard. You see ants. Yeah, yeah. So when you were, like, I guess, like really tripping, did you see him? Like, was he in your your tripping? Oh, okay. So he wasn't like your spirit guide or anything like that. No. Like Jim Morrison. Yeah, no, he wasn't. So wait, wait, how long did you trip? You trip for 36 My hours? guy was a giant fucking skull. Um, <laughs> yeah, something like that. And how intense was it? Like compared to acid? Oh, it's super intense. Wow. It's, and it's not like in hmm. any way. Like the same thing with ayahuasca is kind of like this too. Um, it's not in any way fun. 
Oh, it's nice. So yeah. I mean, it's a, it's it's a, it's a self realization experience. It's not so like for a, thir- do you it's eat not like a, hey, food we're going to the and drink water. To, no, you drink water. You so you drink you drink water yeah. and then and then you're just in a state of hallucination. They try to make you drink coconuts too or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where how do you, can you get coconuts. up and go to the bathroom? Uh, you you need to be helped. Wow. Because you're so like everything's like you can barely walk. God, that's hardcore. And you kind of go into your own mind. You know, and so when it when it finally wears off, are you like slowly back to normal. Does it take a week to get back? It to is normal? a whole process with Oboga. It's like you you get it wears off, and then you um, and then you feel like fucking garbage for an entire day after it wears off. And that you, cottage you just, cheese brain. You just feel like a like a gorilla bitch slapped you in the next <laughs> Tuesday, and then you fall asleep for like twelve hours, and then you wake up and you feel amazing. Oh, like, like completely like reinvigorated, yeah, yeah, yeah. And fresh, and like yeah. wow. It's interesting. So it's a weird thing. Huh. It's a weird process. And that's assuming that the guy hasn't killed you. Yeah. Because he was like tripping out of his mind. Yeah. 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 He was on trial in Oregon for this. Okay. I don't know. So anyway, um, two men put a rope or rubber hose around his neck to drag him along the ground until he goes limp and falls silent. A group of other people, including children, look on. A gruesome cell phone video shared on social media shows Woodruff being dragged through the mud by a rubber hose around his neck, moaning and pleading for mercy before lying still in the dirt. Ooh. Yep. Yeah. So. Violent end. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. No arrests have been made in either of the cases. Oh, so they haven't even solved the murder. So they don't even know. I mean, the mob assumed it was him because you have this foreigner in their village, but they don't even know who killed the woman. They don't know for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's looks like it's probably him. Um, Ronald Suarez, who's the highest authority of the um, Shipibo Canibo people. <laughs> I don't know, you know. Correct me if I'm Shibubu wrong. Okay? Canubus. Yeah. <laughs> Said the man responsible for he's talking fucking Ross Perot. <laughs> Talking about the fucking Tootsies and the Hutus or something. Uh, the men responsible for the lynching had acted on the spur of the moment and resorted to traditional justice. Um, but we are a peaceful people who have always lived in harmony with nature. Well, apparently, yeah, harmony with nature until like a white guy comes and stays at your village, kills your shaman. It's like, all right, the harmony's done now. Break out the hose. Yeah, apparently there's been a lot of crimes against them because of, oh. um, I don't know, they stand up to people in the rainforest well, who are fucking it, up their shit. Well, I read about that woman. Some kind of Captain The shaman was a social activist. Right, yeah. And so she was against a lot of the uh, companies that were coming in there and cartels. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it stands within reason, though, that maybe yeah. she was murdered because of her activism. Right. And not because this guy... Although you never know. I mean, this guy had this a guy head looks full weird. ayahuasca. This guy looks yeah. weird. He looks kind of like that guy who stalks Lenora, you know? Oh, the... Yeah. Uh, oh, I forget that guy's yeah. name. Starman or whatever. Spaceman, yeah, Star Pants. Space yeah. Um, so, uh, Aravalo was a walking library of our traditional knowledge, the maximum expression of our culture. Um, the Shipibo Kanibo people are known for their art and use of psychoactive plant brew, ayahuasca. Well, so they just hang yeah. out all day and yeah. trip. You know, I have the ingredients to make ayahuasca in my cabinet. I've had it for like four years. Just you, never used it. You actually have the root? Yeah. Is it, it's a plant, right? Yeah. It's two different vines. It's a, it's a root and a vine. You mix them, you cook them together. You just, how would you know how to do it? What if, what if you made a mistake? Internet. It's not a good idea to do it yourself. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. I mean, you could poison yourself. Yeah. Hmm. You know, again, 
that's why I've never done it. But at one point, I was going to do that. So, uh, police are also examining a theory of possible motive may have been that Aravalo's son owed money to the Canadian. Oh, mm. so he was like, you owe me money, yeah. I'm going to kill yeah. your mom. Hey, I didn't want to come by and ask about that money, but uh, where the fuck's my money? <laughs> when are you going to get it? Uh, Woodruff is believed okay. to have traveled to Peru from his home in Vancouver Island to learn how to use traditional medicine to treat drug addiction. Uh, he used the crowdfunding website Indiegogo to raise more than $2,000 to fund the trip. You believe that That's shit? impressive. Yeah, people actually yeah. donated to this guy yeah. to have a trip to fucking Peru. <laughs> to die. I'm going to do this. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I wonder if that, you got to feel bad now. Why? Because, they, like, I just funded a guy who murdered a shaman and then was killed. Yeah. You know? Not going to get my money back now. Yeah, it's not good. No. You know? You know, did, is that why you took, uh, or you did the Iboga to treat your drug addiction? Was that one? No, of the actually, oddly enough, um, I was not on drugs at all and didn't really have a problem with drugs when I took it. I took it for my own self-realization self purposes. Self-realization, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, uh, Canada extends its deepest condolences following the reported assassination of Olivia Arvalo Lomas, an indigenous elder and human rights defender of the Shipobo Canibo people in Peru's Ukela region. A spokesman for Canada's Foreign Affairs Department said. Hmm. So, yeah. We are also aware that a Canadian was killed in a related incident. Consular services are being provided to the family of the Canadian. We don't want to make a fuss or nothing. You know? So I wonder if he was like under the influence of ayahuasca and just murdered this old lady. Do you think that's what happened? Or do you think he just went and murdered her because, he, because of money? You wouldn't think that would matter when you're living in some jungle in Peru. Why would you care about some money that was owed to you? Yeah, and it seems like like if, like she got shot. So yeah, Did he have a gun? How does he have a gun? You know? I, you know seems I, weird. When I saw a picture of him, he yeah. did look like a weird guy. Yeah. But I thought he kind of looked like a hippie, too. Yeah. Like, he probably had drug issues, I'm mm. assuming, drug addiction issues. And he went there to try to solve that. Mm. And then uh, he was like, and it was really effective for him. But then who knows? I mean, you don't know. I mean, it, isn't it possible if you're under the, the throes of, uh, you're like tripping really hard, I mean, you could be out of your mind. I mean, people, LSD makes people react in different ways. Maybe he snapped and killed the lady. It's possible, yeah. So. Hmm. so do they have any kind of vetting process when you sign up for these these self-realization expeditions here? Oh, yeah, they have uh, shamanvetting.com. You sign up on that site. <laughs> no, but I mean, would they, yeah. would they be like, hey, have you ever tripped on LSD or mushrooms before and done anything? Uh, yeah, they, he asked me some shit. Like, uh, do, they, do you have a criminal record? Uh, he didn't ask me that, I don't think. Wow. Yeah. So you could just go there and be like, you know, you could be Jeffrey Dahmer and go trip on some ayahuasca. Yeah. All right, well. I think I mean I'd met him in person, so I guess he got a sense of my vibe or whatever, you know. Uh, at the party, I guess if you meet Je Jeffrey Dahmer and you're a shaman, you probably would could tell that he's a psychopath. I would hope so, or else you're a shitty shaman. I love know? the Hollywood shamans. Yeah, he's just hanging out at a Hollywood party. Yeah. He had a lot of issues too with his Topher father. Grace or the shaman. The shaman. Oh, the shaman did. Yeah, his yeah. father was like a general or something in the army. They had like. The whole time he's bitching about him. It was a whole weird thing. What tribe was he a part of? He's just a weird old hippie guy. Oh. Yeah. White guy? Yeah. Or, okay. White guy yeah. that lived there. 
but he changed his name to like some Yash Paul or something, you know? So, <laughs> his shaman name. Yeah. How do you become a shaman? How did this white guy become a shaman? He Just got a on the internet? He has a degree, a degree on the internet? in like homeopathic medicine or something. A PhD oh, wow. in it. Which well, that's credible. I don't know where he got it from. Yeah, that's credible. You know, but... I mean, look, there's no accreditation standards, you know what I mean? So for, anyone could say, why don't you become yeah. a shaman? You need a job. I do need a job. Yeah, yeah. be a shaman. Because I don't want to kill anybody accidentally, you know? <laughs> well, you got some ayahuasca. Yeah. Just make a, make a brew. Have <laughs> people come into your, uh, your sex chamber. Mm-hmm. They could trip out. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see the ads for that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, you know that's uh, you know you gotta you gotta admit. I mean, you take it. It's, you're taking a risk inviting someone to your home and giving them hallucinogenic drugs and being like, "We're gonna spend the next 36 hours together." How much does it cost to do that? I think I spent like a couple grand. A couple grand yeah, to do yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did you? I mean, did you check to see like did the guy have a website at least? He did have a website. Uh, well, yeah. Did Topher Grace actually do it? I don't think he was even there when I met the guy. Oh. I think I was just in his house for some reason. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. That is weird. Um, I don't know if you'd met this guy. I don't know what this guy was doing there. So I don't know <laughs> what's going Hollywood on. Hollywood Yeah, yeah. So. That's funny. That was when I first moved here and um, my prospects were, were brighter at the time. You know? <laughs> Before you developed the jaded crust yeah. after living here four years. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what, that's what LA does to you. It does. It is, that is one thing about this city though you can randomly end up at just someone's house. Yeah. And you never know because it's like, you know, you're at a party and you go, you meet some people, go to a party, and next thing you know, it's like, wow, I'm in Vin Diesel's house. Yeah. And it's like, that's odd. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was at, uh, what's that guy's name? The guy that died, he played the Joker. Heath Ledger. Yeah. I went to Heath Ledger's house at a party right. at his house. Yeah. And I was like, this is bizarre. It's like in 2001. Okay. And I didn't even know who he was. Mm. I was just like kind of hanging out. That, that happens here. Yeah. It doesn't happen that often. Um, but I haven't, I haven't had that experience in a long time. It tends to happen to you when you're fresh. When you're fresh. Yeah. Because yeah. then the you're going out, you, you're you meet fresh, people. Yeah. yeah. Like they now it's like, it. yeah, they don't yeah. want to, maybe yeah. Ron Jeremy might invite me to his house, right. but I don't want to go. Yeah. Anyway, no people. No one wants to go. <laughs> no one wants to yeah. go. <laughs> Ron Jeremy's sex chamber. Uh, people send your story, Sigaron podcast at uh, hotmail.com. We have phone calls coming up next. Have some good ones here this week. Remember, you can call Sigaron hotline at 323-522-4032. But first, uh, here's a word from adamandeve.com. It's butt plug month on adamandeve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So we got a few phone calls to get to. Uh, people can call the Sick and Wrong hotline at 323-522-4032. Uh, we've been getting some decent calls lately, but we need more. So people, uh, make sure you call us. Keep it under three minutes. And uh, and and def- like actually tell a narrative. Mm. That's what I kind of enjoy. Sure. You know, rather than just like this. Uh, oftentimes, it's almost like free association poetry or right. something. <laughs> just they're kind of rambling on about yeah. something and then peppered with some anti-Semitic terms. 
Uh, but yeah, yeah, we if it's a good story, yeah. we tend to play it here on the show. As long as yeah, it's under three minutes. Do a little crafting there, Jim Carroll. You yeah. know, Come a little on. bit of crafting. Yeah. Uh, so the first one we have here is a guy uh, who's commenting about uh, you trying out for the LAPD. Okay. We're doing a lot of being Arizona. Uh, the Dirt Jolly podcast about Harrison going for the LAPD and Mag is I've tried to apply three times for the police department, and that's what's up. Is this Chris Christopherson? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so. Sunday morning coming down. <laughs> kind of sound, he's kind of hard yeah. to understand. <clears throat> My money, yes or no? No. I haven't done that. He's got a little different. You gotta fill out a 50 page like background, all these questions. That is true. I don't remember filling that out, but there was a crazy thing I had to fill out. Like a 15 page yeah, uh, questionnaire. Like 50 page. It was like crazy. Yeah. Like everything. Like short answer, or multiple choice, short fill answer, in the blank. Short answer. Wow. Yes or no. And then a little short answer. God, that's stuff. annoying. Yeah. How invasive were the questions? Oh, it was invasive, but it was all stuff. It was like, I mean, it was like the kind of stuff I, I have to lie on. You know, or if I want to move forward. How in the many process. people have you killed? Yeah, like how many animals you know, have you sodomized? You know, what have you, you know, shot heroin into your foot? You oh. know, whatever <laughs> things um, like that. Yeah. yeah, stuff like that. So it's like stuff that you'd have to say lie about, and then they'd also ask you about in the lie detector. To oh make yeah, sure so when you, you take the lying. polygraph yeah. test, they probably mm. ask you about the questionnaire. Yep. Yep. That's what uh, they get the, you. I think the first thing I did was like the weirdest question was like. What do you smoke or drugs do you do? And then the, the second thing was I like fucking like how much time do you watch porn? How often do you fucking masturbate? He said that he, he's tried to apply a few times and it's it's true. I mean, they did tell us when we started the process, like it's like the acceptance rate of like pe- people who apply for the job versus the amount of people get the jobs, like 3% or something. 3% actually 3%. get the job. Yeah, yeah. Can you reapply every year? I think so. And then the... I, I, mean, I, I reassess your application. Probably fruitless, but yeah. Did they ask you those type of questions, like how often you masturbate? I don't. There were some sexual questions. I honestly don't remember what they were because I was in a weird frame of mind when I filled it out. So <laughs> I could just imagine yeah. the sexual yeah. your answers to the sexual questions. Yeah, it's like you know we're gonna put like a little red flag here on this one. Yeah, no, I was <laughs> just putting for the whole thing. I was just putting like what. I thought they think would be normal. Okay, so yeah. you were all right. So yeah. you were answering like would, the questions that you think they would. My want. entire questionnaire was and, just full of lies. And so the answers that they yeah. that they yeah. accept. That's what I do. Oh, okay, yeah. within reason. And then, and then it's like peeing in public and and having sex in public. And then the fucking another city was was asking me questions about. Having sex with like underage girls and shit, and it just got like crazy and crazier. And then they ask you a lot of things in that to get an, you know, to get an idea of your respect for the law. Oh, you know? so stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I was just wondering, like, where the hell is this yeah. guy applying for? Yeah. <laughs> like, what what police department yeah. are you applying yeah. for? And fucking answering all these questions, you fucking thinking, like, goddamn, like, I know I'm not perfect, but. I fucked in public and beat in public and had sex with underage, but I was like 19. But that's well, that's, you know. 
<laughs> so he fucked yeah, in public, gotta, peed in public, yeah, and fucked girls underage. Yeah, you gotta because especially like the law, they, like they're looking for like you to have a reverence for the law. So it's like even if it's like a law, like drinking in public, even if it's like a law nobody thinks is a nobody is cares a about. Crime, yeah, right, they want to see that you. Yeah, but why it. would you say like, oh yeah, I had sex with a thirteen-year-old? Like, well, who would say that? I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I don't understand why you would be mm. truthful in these. Like, these questions just seem to be misplaced. Like, I don't understand why you'd you'd ask that. Supposed to just, everyone's going to lie about it. Yeah. They're supposed to discourage you, you know. So. Another story. But I just think it's fucking nuts how how you had to try to get into it. I mean, after going through all the questions like you did, or just sitting back and really thinking about it, I'm like. Not that much into it, but you gotta lie. I think I have a call, another call coming soon about other podcasts or episodes I'll talk about. I guess I'll call in for that shit. All right, y'all have a good day. Keep it sick, keep it rock. The fuck are you talking about? The end there? You know, I don't know. I okay. almost think, like, if uh, the guy hadn't already been caught, I'd almost say this guy is the serial rapist. Okay. Does he kind of have that kind of voice? Like calling us on a highway, you know, it just something sketchy about yeah. it. I would be like, you know what? I'm going to trace your DNA there, buddy. <laughs> I mean, he does seem like somebody you'd you'd buy a gun with the serial number filed off. Yeah, of, yeah. You know like I mean? at some, a truck yeah. stop or something. Like he yeah. could get you some kind of illegal weapon. Yeah. Right? Like this guy could do it. Mm-hmm. This guy could hook you up and meth. Mm-hmm. He can get you that too. Yeah. Um, well, it's one stop shopping, you know. Yeah, he sounds like he'd be a perfect cop. I would yeah. hire him on on the spot, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so yeah, that's 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 fascinating to me that they would ask you these obvious questions that you would norm that everyone would lie about. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who would, who would respond to these questions truthfully. Well, they're it's just supposed to disqual- discourage you, you know. So you're like, oh, they're going to ask me this shit on the the so lie detector just, test. Not, yeah, I can't I just don't pass the lie detector test. But actually, you can. How many times do you masturbate? Mm. Meanwhile, I'm like biting down on my tongue. Yeah. Twice Mm. a a week. Mm. (laughs) But yeah, I wonder, like, you don't recall any of those sex questions like that? I don't. Hmm. That's right. Could you imagine if you would have answered all the sex questions truthfully? (laughs) (laughs) I've never done anything illegal. You know what I mean? I've never done anything illegal, guys. So they would have had it like pinned in the yeah. Uh, yeah. in the break room. Like, yeah. check out this guy's uh, yeah. form here. <laughs> He's into some weird shit. Yeah. Believe me, I didn't even know you could do that with Jello. Um, all right, the uh, the second call here is from this guy. Actually, used to call in a lot. Uh, he's a lawyer that went to Ann Arbor or went to the University of Michigan. It's been a long time listener. So he, he called in, he got really drunk. He called in like six times. We're probably, we're, we're probably not going to play all the calls, at least on the regular show, but we'll play some on Patreon too. Uh, but this one is good. It's about a friend of his who, I guess kind of going along with the theme here, dated underage chicks. All right. Hey, what's up, D? What's up, Harrison? I called you guys yesterday. This is the time I usually go for my little work walk at lunch. I work in downtown D.C., so, you know, it's pretty populated. And yesterday I was in a little park across from where I work. It's very small. And, uh, I was being trailed by a homeless gentleman who was listening to me making the call and it was throwing me off. It's the second time that happened. Last time I was 
walking home from the metro, and this time it was on my work walk. So uh, I'm back on my work walk again today. Figured since you guys have Patreon and can always use extra content, I'd call in again. Uh, this time, I'm going to tell a story about my buddy. He came out to live with me uh, a while back, and he was having all types of trouble meeting a girl around here, and he didn't have the self-confidence to just go up and talk to one. And so I was kind of talking into doing that. His buddy was living with him mm-hmm. at the time. So his buddy came out, didn't even have his own place, mm-hmm. and then had issues or confidence issues going to talk to chicks. Yeah. I can understand that. It's got to be a little weird. I mean, you're like, you don't even have your own apartment. Yeah. Like, how do you meet a girl then? I Look, I have confidence issues just, and I have an apartment, so. Yeah, that's know, true. Yeah. But this guy, like, uh, yeah. just moved in with his friend. You know, I'd like to know the time frame on this, because this guy is, like, married with kids. The caller is married with children. Okay. I wonder how his wife felt about his buddy from, like, mm. college or whatever moving in with you. You know, right. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she must have loved that. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, he's, you know, down on his luck, having a hard time meeting girls. I just thought he could just live in our house. Yeah. <laughs> and we were at Uncle Julio's and uh, this Mexican restaurant, kind of like okay. Chi-Chi's or something. It's like Chi-Chi's. Yeah. <laughs> and <clears throat> by the way, Chi-Chi's, do they even exist anymore? I haven't heard. We were at Ariel Castro's house. <laughs> Have you ever heard of uh, Chi-Chi's? No. It must have been on these. Chi-Chi's was a big thing in the Midwest. It was like this Mexican restaurant. Kind of like, um, I don't know, like kind of an upscale restaurant. It's sort of the same level as like Olive Garden mm-hmm. and uh, like uh, Red Lobster, that kind of thing. It was just like a Mexican restaurant a lot of people went to. And so in uh, in the Tri-City area of Michigan, mm-hmm. chi was quite a popular destination for birthdays and things like that. And what they would do when you, because my parents would take us there on a their, on their birthday. And what they would do is uh, they'd come out and put this fucking massive sombrero on your head yeah. and like sing a song in front of it. It was just like it was mortifying, mm. especially as a teenager. Sure, it's like, yeah. I don't want to fucking do this. And I knew my parents, every time I go, my sister would be like, it's his birthday. Mm. And then it's like, you knew the staff was going to put the big fucking yeah. sombrero on your head yeah. and sing the song. Yeah. It's just mortifying. But the funny thing about it, their food was great. Yeah. And they had a. Like I remember in college, we used to go there too because they had like uh, happy hour specials. It was like a $2 margarita. Mm. So you'd go there and get wasted and their food was awesome. It's like, and then we found out people died from salmonella from Chi-Chi's. Oh. And in, in the Midwest, they don't have ratings like A, B, mm. or C. Chi-Chi's must have been like a D. Mm. I mean, people were dying from their food. Although if, if, uh, if I went back to the Midwest now and there's a Chi-Chi's, I'd probably eat there. Yeah. It's good. Right. I've Chi-Chi's for steam on years. It's gone uh, because people died. Anyways, at Uncle Julio's, there's these girls sitting there and they're eating. We were in the bar area to help them out a little bit with the story. And, uh, but they were wearing really short shorts, like volleyball shorts. And I could see that their sweaters said, I don't know, I'm making this up at Riverside, but then really small underneath high school. You know, he was like 35 at the time. So. It wasn't exactly appropriate. But two old perverts. Was, yeah. He's like, those, those girls are hot, mate. Yeah, <laughs> they're just, you want to go talk to them, maybe you just have to, you know, go, go try out your skills. And so he walked up to the table and said, hey, ladies, can I buy you a round of drinks? And they're like, oh, we're in high school. So uh, that was pretty funny. I thought his 35-year-old guy hit on high school girls. 
know. See, that's confidence. That takes confidence, you know? Kind of. I mean, at the same time, it's mm-hmm. like you're not perceptive enough to know that these girls are like 16 years old. He had it in him all along is the point, D, <laughs> you know? I suppose, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, at, at my age now, mm-hmm. it's like when I go to like, you know, I'm like the, the Americana shopping mall or something, and you see a kid that's like 16 or 17, they look so young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't they? It's yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. would know looking at it, it's like, yeah. yeah, that's like a fucking, I'm like old enough to be her dad. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm right. not going to go talk to him. Right. Yeah, it's it's weird, you know. It's kind of funny, though, that if, if I was uh, this guy, though, I'd be like, yeah, those chicks are checking you out. You should go talk to them. <laughs> I would totally say that to you. You know, I was at one point I was I was I was dating this very briefly. You know when you date somebody for like two weeks or three weeks or something? Yeah. It's like and a, uh You're basically banging at that point. Okay, yeah, like, yeah. But she played volleyball in college and I kept trying to wear the outfit, but she wouldn't Oh, you're and trying I, to get her to wear the yeah, volleyball yeah, and uniform. I remember being annoyed by that. <laughs> Why wouldn't she do it? I don't know. She kinda of dismissed it like it was like stupid. Like ha ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. But like, no, put the fucking thing on, you know? <laughs> what do you think? Does, you know, come on. Was it, I mean, is it like, was it like a high school volleyball uniform? It was like a college, a, but all volleyball uniforms. Like skirts? Like where they wear shorts? Shorts, yeah. Uh, yeah. Shorts, yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Family restaurant. It's a particular outfit. All right. That's all I'm saying. Um, I have lots of funny stories about that guy, uh, you know, I'm a drinker, and he's a like a business drinking alcoholic who, you know, will fall asleep in elevators and stuff. Because like he, he can make it to the elevator, but then he puts like, falls asleep in it. That actually happens. Um, Is that a side effect of alcoholism? Yeah, I don't understand. Falling asleep in an elevator. Mm. Like, how many floors was he going? Just I don't know. two. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like he must been incredibly drunk. Yeah. Well, he seems also to be, you know, to have an inability to discern a, a young girl's age. Mm. But might hey. have face blindness. Yeah. Know. yeah. Anyways, uh, I'll call back some other time about his story when he came to New York. That was pretty funny. I don't live in New York. I was visiting a friend, and he came with me on that trip because that's a mutual friend of ours that we both went to visit. He was out visiting me in D.C., and uh, I took him to New York. And he's from a town of about 500 all right. And what do you do? Expose himself to a school bus full of children? Yeah, probably. I can't wait to hear about this. Your buddy, the pedophile, yeah. the drunk pedophile. Oh, that sounds good. Um, yeah, three minutes. That's what happens. You get cut off. Yeah. You get cut off. There's, there's like we don't, you could be in an elevator. We don't care. You're yeah, done. we don't care. It's like mm-hmm. as long as it once it hits that three minute part, it's done. You're done. You're done. Mm-hmm. Cut off. No matter how well, uh, how like fascinating your story is. Uh, the last call we have here is more of a question for Harrison. All right. I'll chime in though. These are always weird. Let's hear it. Hey, sick and wrong. I know, Harrison, you're a pretty smart guy, so I'm going to ask you this. How do you reckon one would kill themselves? A Serbian or something? Where's this guy from? Yeah, I was about to say, I was like, yeah. I'm trying to like think of what kind of, is this the guy yeah. that we say is Van Damme? You know that guy that we say is Van Damme? I thought we said that he's the bad guy from Die Hard. Although that's that's German. He's more German voice. Yeah, that guy. was like, what was that? Alan Rickman doing a German voice? Yeah, what was voice? that guy's name? Franz. Hans, Hans. Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. Hans right. Gruber. Yeah. Do you think this is Hans Gruber? No, I think this is a different guy. Huh. Mm. Like... I research exit bags, but 
and they just seem so pussy, you know. Other than that, if one can't get his hands on a gun for an instant fucking headshot, what should one do? Maybe this is like a New Zealand that I don't even know. Yeah, you know, I, it's hard I, to I'm, tell. It's I'm not registering this accent. You yeah. know, exit bags seem so pussy. Why would you care about the about it appearing pussy once you're dead? It doesn't matter anymore. Let me ask you something that I feel like I should know. What's an exit bag? Have you ever seen those? No. It's like a plastic bag that you can zip. Mm. Or it's not a zip. It's like a pull tie on it, mm. and you can just suffocate. But they make exit bags. I, I know... Um, I've seen them online, but I think a lot of uh, countries where euthanasia Who makes them you know, Johnson and Johnson. No, like I, from Holland, like okay. or wherever there's, yeah. there's countries that euthanasia is legal. I think in Oregon, actually, yeah. euthanasia is legal. You can buy exit bags there too. Okay, it's basically just a plastic bag with like a mm. tie that you pull, mm. and then you suffocate. Mm. Which I actually, I mean, it's an effective method to kill yourself. Mm. Why would you be concerned that it looks like you're a pussy? Are you that concerned about your image after? Yeah, that is kind of weird. <laughs> after death, like who cares? Yeah, I mean, I'd be more concerned about like the weird porn they're gonna find under my bed. Yeah, that's what you want to, you know, mm-hmm. to end their life. Anyways, I love the show, including that sick fucking Judy. <laughs> Thank you and good night. Uh, you know, if they didn't already catch the hysteria rapists, I would think this guy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this guy sounds way yeah. scarier than the dude that uh, whose sexual history prevented him from becoming a cop. There is a thing with, with men where they feel like, you know, the manlier version of su- suicide is the more violent, suicide. Is the more violent version, you know? But you have like, to blow your head off? Yeah, is that like what you Kirk have to be felt? like fucking Ernest Hemingway blowing your head off in the middle of the hallway so your wife has to step over your corpse to get out of the house you know I, I mean I, I don't know I, I just feel like, like fuck the, you I'm dead well and the most effective way to commit everywhere. suicide is the one that actually works right yeah you know because I mean how many people that's the thing with me with a gun I just know with my luck I would mm. shoot and I'd just shoot my jaw off yeah, or yeah, something yeah. <laughs> it's like made yeah. my face but I'd right. still live yeah you know you gotta do a way that you don't think you're gonna survive you know yeah that's why an exit bag would work perfectly yeah yeah, exit pretty good. So, so what would you do? I mean, like, what would you what would you recommend to this guy? Is that what he's asking me? Yeah, he wants to know if he can't get his hands on a gun, mm. and he thinks exit bags are for pussies. Mm. What's like a macho way for him to go? Well, exit bags you have to use them in conjunction with like a bunch of pills. I'm I, presumably. I'm assuming what you because or else you just rip it off your fucking face when you're gasping yeah, for yeah, air. Yeah, yeah. I imagine what would happen is you probably take a bunch of pills or mm. drink a lot of alcohol and just put the thing mm. on and then pass out and never right. wake up. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad way to go. It's a good way to go. Yeah, you know. So wait, what about carbon monoxide poisoning? Is that pussy? Um, probably, but that's the best way to go. Unfortunately, it's hard to do that with modern cars. Yeah, a lot of modern car. You gotta get an old car. My goddamn Prius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cares too much about me. Yeah. (laughs) So, even non-hybrids, I don't think produce enough carbon monoxide these days to uh, kill you in a garage. Yeah, that's another thing too. You also have to have a garage. I don't have a garage. Well, I guess I do kind of have a garage. But like, I feel like even hanging yourself. I don't know. I feel like there's a chance you could just like, "Ah, I broke my neck and now I'm a quadriplegic, but I'm alive. You know? Or I don't know. It seems like. There's ways that could go wrong, too. Well, that's the thing, too, with yeah. hanging yourself. Yeah, yeah. You're, you'll break your neck, but sometimes mm. it could take hours. Yeah. 
And then in that time, someone might find you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then it's yeah. like, you know, the UPS guy looks through, uh, you know, crack of the door or the yeah. window and sees you and then yeah. they save you. And yeah, now you're a quadriplegic. Yeah. You don't want to deal with that. No, you don't. It's very inconvenient. So, yeah, I, I don't know. What about, and so what about slitting your wrist in a bathtub? Is that macho? That is macho. But a lot of, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, but then, so what is it, macho? Because it's going to be horrifying to the person who discovers, your loved one that discovers you? I think the more violent it is, the more macho it is. So what's wrong with like drinking, uh, you know, like two-fifths of Jack Daniels, taking a bunch of pills? That is considered a feminine method of suicide. If one cares about such things. Which I don't know why one would, to be honest. I was about to say yeah. these gender labels of suicide. Right, yeah. Where are they coming from? So I don't, what do you, okay, if I what, had to guess, I'd say Spanish culture, probably. <laughs> I don't know. You know? Goddamn Mexicans. Mm. So, uh, well, okay, what do you think is the most effective, easiest way to commit suicide without a gun? It's a great question. Um, In your research. Yeah. You do know a lot about this topic. Yeah, I mean, probably opiates in the plastic bag. So you're saying that yeah. the exit bag actually is an effective strategy. Yeah. And I mean, it I is I don't know where you get a pre-manufactured one, but... You can buy you know, them. Okay. You can buy them online, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's a that's a good way to <clears throat> to do it and to make sure you'll be dead, you know? So... What kind of pills would you do? Would you do like a bunch of Percocets or anything? Ideally, it would just be like to get a bottle of Oxycontin and take the whole fucking bottle, you know? Like, don't fuck around. Well, because that's the thing. Weren't we saying Tylenol would kill your liver? Yeah. Like, Tylenol 3s would yeah. probably kill your liver. I, yeah, I know people that take Tylenol PMs. Don't do that. It's stupid. It's dumb. Yeah, it's not going to work. It's probably not going to work. So, you, even if you, you took two bottles of Tylenol PMs yeah. and drank a fifth of Jack Daniels, yeah. do you think that would work? No. I've known people that have done that. Nobody's. I'm, I don't know anyone who's ever succeeded using fucking Tylenol PMs. So if you it's wash stupid. back a bottle of Oxy yeah. with a bottle of like Jameson or something, yeah. you just wash back a whole thing of Oxy, yeah. that would probably work? Yes, it would. As so long as nobody finds need... you, as long as nobody finds you for at least a day or something, you'll be good. So you need about 24 hours. Go find yeah. yourself in an isolated area. Yeah. Go uh, hang out over there. Park your car somewhere in the desert. Theoretically. Take a bunch of pills. Yeah. And uh, that would work. We're, I think we're not actually bag. recommending. This no, thing. no. I'm just yeah. saying, yeah. if you want to do it, right? A, I mean, because like, ideally, the best way to die, in my opinion, would be a heroin overdose. Um, but the it's problem, pleasurable. Yeah, it's pleasure. And the problem, but the problem with that is that once you're, if you're already into heroin, once you start doing heroin, you're like, you know what? I'm just gonna do heroin for four days, and then I'll kill myself, and then you just never kill yourself. Yeah, because you're just, you're just doing, doing heroin. heroin. Yeah. yeah. So. But That's isn't uh, isn't now it's dying like, really fucks up your high, you know? So <laughs> yeah, it's total cock blocker. Yeah. That dying. Mm. Um, you know what, uh, Hans? Just don't kill yourself. Yeah. You know, I, I'd be upset. Love if you kill you're himself. not alone. Well, I'd be upset if you kill yeah. yourself because we'd have one less listener of the show. Yeah. And we like your input, with and you actually call implacable accent that we yeah can't with your <laughs> with your yeah. accent that yeah. we can't quite place. Yeah. You know. Be, I would be upset Serbian if you took the exit back. Yeah. I don't know. Something weird. We need you to make a Serbian mm. film too. Yeah. That sounds like uh, something mm. that uh, you probably mm. would do. Before you get your exit bag, please fill out this exit survey. Thank you. <laughs> Have you ever actually seen that movie, Serbian film? No. It's one of probably the most disturbing horror movies I've ever seen. Mm. And uh, you know that place, Lethal Amounts, that gallery yeah. that's on? They're doing a screening of it okay. in a couple of weeks. Mm. We should go check it out. It's I'm very, not, it's disturbing. I don't like torture porn. 
It's not. It's not even torture porn. Okay. It's just a very disturbing horror film. It's not like Saw or any of that. Okay. It's just. It's it's really weird. It's okay. definitely one of the most disturbing movies I've ever seen. Okay. Yeah. All right. But I, I'll just leave it mm. at that. You know, for a while you couldn't even see that movie mm. domestically. Mm. Like it was, you could only torrent the uh, the Serbian. Uh, the, I think it's from the Czech Republic somewhere. Yeah. But you can only torrent it. I get. I'm gonna look it up online and see what this is all about. I'm not it's, gonna watch it. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. hardcore. Yeah. I have a copy if you want it. No, I'm gonna read it about it before I watch it. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I've never. Yeah. I can't believe they're yeah. actually airing it on the big screen, though. Like, okay. a, like at a theater, it's gonna be a whole event. Anyway, people call Sick Wrong Hotline three two three five two two four zero three two. We do love to hear from you, and don't kill yourself because then we can't hear from you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so keep living. We we want you to do that. Um, don't listen to the exit bag thing. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> unless you, a, unless you perfected some method of ghost telecommunications, in which case. Well, Maybe. actually, that might be kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. So. Maybe we should get like a, you know, a supernatural hotline. We should. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, we do have time for uh, one email here. Emma writes in. She goes, hey, Dean Harrison, just listened to the last podcast and heard that your naked cat is being super irritating with the meowing. Yeah. He is an annoying cat. My boss had the same problem when one of his naked cats died and the other one wouldn't stop meowing all day and night. Apparently, they really missed the company of the departed cat. He had to get another one which solved the problem. Just thought I'd share that with you. Love the show, Emma. Well, thank you, Emma. You know, I, I might get another cat. I'm not yeah. sure yet. I don't think that would solve the problem. That thing that was cat, no, he's before. an annoying yeah. fucker. Yeah, yeah that's, that's it just like, nonstop yeah, all, all the time. Yeah. yeah, no, he's an annoying cat. Yeah. Uh, you know, the other day, I actually had a job interview on the phone. Yeah. And uh, there's a guy, so I was working from home. Yeah. There's a guy fixing like a, we had some water damage in the yeah. ceiling says dude's fixing the water damage yeah. I locked the cat up in here yeah. and he somehow learned how to open the door Okay, so he's sitting there screeching crying opening yeah. the door running out to see what was going on in the kitchen yeah. and meanwhile the Chinese guy that's like fixing the roof yeah. you know, I think he's like the grandfather of the owner of the house okay. he was freaking out because he's always a big rat okay. so he was freaking out and meanwhile I'm on a fucking job interview and yeah, I'm just like yeah. Jesus Christ I'm sorry hold on a second yeah, yeah. And I'm grabbing the cat and the cat's like Wah! Yeah, and then the guy's like all freaked out because he thinks it's a giant rat <laughs> running into the kitchen. It was it was a nightmare. And you know what's funny? It's like she she finished the interview, yeah. and then maybe like forty five minutes later, I get an email saying, "Yeah, we're not going to further consider your resume." Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, great! The fastest rejection I think I've ever had. Yeah, yeah, that was it was really slick. Anyway, I don't know if I'm going to get another cat. I might. Mm. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm waiting right now. But yeah. yeah, that cat, I don't know what you could do other than giving him an exit bag. Right. I know it's going to stop the meowing. But thank you, Emma, for your concern. Uh, people, uh, you can support the show here by becoming a Sick and Wrong patron. We do appreciate that. Just go to patreon.com slash sickandwrong. Sign up today. You get plenty of bonus content. I'm, I'm talking about like a half hour of extra content a week. We do one patron news story. We do a couple patron phone calls. And we also have several outtakes. Uh, we're planning on posting uh, more things uh, uh, this week. Um, I know I, I recently posted the saga of my brother and his uh, ex-boyfriend now. Mm. I yep. think I was calling that the Meth and Scabies series right. in uh, San Francisco. But that is a, yeah, a titillating story. Um, you should definitely catch up, catch up on that. And the only way to find out about that is to go up to, uh, to sign up for Patreon. Mm-hmm. So go to patreon.com slash sickandwrong. You got like 150 
uh, posts of extra content to go through. Oh, wow. Yeah. And there's like a whole RSS mm. feed. So yeah, you yeah. can click on the Patreon RSS mm. feed, add it to your podcast player. Mm. And it's like almost a, a whole extra show. Throw it on your Zoom. Throw Good it on your Zoom. Yeah. And, uh, and check it out. But yeah, we do appreciate that. Um, also, you can buy some Sick Wrong merch at the uh, Redbubble store, sickwrongpodcast.com slash store. Click on the picture of the Pope and buy some merch, quality merch. Uh, for Sick and Wrong Song of the Week here, uh, this is a Harrison pick. Harrison, who is a, uh, a, has a wealth of knowledge of music. Yes. You do. I mean, that's one thing I got to say. I know a lot about music. You still introduce uh, new bands to me. Yeah. And I appreciate that. It's, it's kind of cool. This band is uh, also a relatively, even though I knew one of their songs, I've never owned any of their records. Yeah. And I just bought, um, I just bought one of their first album. But this song that you're recommending here, Spooky Lady on Death Avenue, is from their second LP. It's called Spaz Chow. Yes. Uh, the band is called Barnes and Barnes. And you know, I got to say, they had to have been a major influence for Ween. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's yeah. a, they're just a bizarre band. Right. <laughs> so how would you describe Barnes and Barnes? It's, it's always kind of like they're like a, it's like a, it's like a comedy band, kind of. You know what I mean? Well, like it's a like, novelty it's a real, band. Yeah, it's like a novelty band, yeah. kind of. But is it, though? You know, it's weird. Well, is, is Ween a novelty band? Uh, very synthy, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of and, weird and, synth stuff. You know, and, weird Al yeah. does a lot of, like, mm-hmm. the backing accordion yeah. on some tracks. Mm-hmm. So Weird Al must have also been influenced as well. Right. But a these young two, Weird Al. Yeah, probably. young yeah. Weird Al. I mean, I'm yeah. talking, like, their mm-hmm. second LP mm-hmm. came out in, like, 82. Yeah. So their first record came out like 81. I mean, this is like an early 80s band, but you listen to their music. It's Barnes and Barnes. If you listen to their music, you're like, wow, I can kind of see where Ween came from. I guess they're not, I guess they're not uh, any more of a novelty band than, I don't know, Devo, you know? They're, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, I guess it's kind of in the same it. vein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it depends on what you call novelty music. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. But uh, this is a great mm-hmm. song, though. Uh, Spooky Lady on it's Death It's weird Avenue. as fuck. That's it that is, I can tell you, though. It is yeah. fucking bizarre. Mm-hmm. Maybe take a bunch of ayahuasca and just listen to it. Yeah. See what happens. See anyway, how many shamans you yeah, shoot. See how many shamans you uh, strangle. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, people will be back next week with episode 633. Until then, take it sleazy.
Lance Wackley. I would suck off Lance Wackley and I'm straight. 